and welcome to another Jags podcast. This is the daily mailbag for Tuesday morning. I hope you got a chance to listen to our reactionary podcast after the Chiefs game because I think we may have brought some people back down to earth. We brought up some points of why maybe you shouldn't be totally jumping off of a cliff after week one of the NFL season. There were some positives in the game. I spent about 20 minutes talking about that yesterday. So make sure and go back and listen to that. It'll help you maybe get a grip on what's going on here in Jacksonville. Uh, before we jump into today's daily mailbag, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Another Jags Pod. And we are on YouTube. And you can just search Another Jags Podcast. We put out like two live YouTube shows a week. And they're pretty good. The sound quality is good. We really speak from the heart. This is a fan's podcast. So uh, really whatever you send us and tell us to say, we will say. I'm joined by Joey and Mike during the week. But for this daily mailbags, we thought we would throw you guys something you can listen to in the morning and um, or just throughout the day for whatever you're doing. So the biggest news of the day, the hour, the week is everybody is back on the Gardner Minshew train. It's funny because like when he was first drafted, everyone was like in love with him. Then he came in and played in the preseason and people kind of had a reality check or so they thought of the type of quarterback that he is. And everyone was like, oh, y'all were overhyping Minshew. It's all about Alex Magoo. And then Magoo was cut. Everyone put up a stink about Magoo and Dayton Jones. And then now all of a sudden Gardner Minshew comes in for an injured Nick Foles, goes like 22 for 25, 240 yards in two touchdowns. PFF, he was the highest graded player on our team by PFF. The national media is talking about him. The next Brady, all of these monikers that are going toward Gardner. Look, I hope he's all those things. I am bought into the walking meme that Gardner Minshew is. I mean, the quote he had today where I don't scratch unless I have an itch. I don't dance unless I hear music and I don't get intimidated by anybody. Like, I love it. The mustache, I love it. And I want him to be good. And he's really all we have to hold on to right now. Like, I feel like, you know, we, you laugh so you don't cry. I think that's what we're all doing with Gardner Minshew and what happened with the Chiefs. But again, I'll go back to what I said in yesterday's Daily Mailbag and yesterday's podcast. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Weird things happen week one. Like, I can't even tell you, so many people talk to me throughout the day just to get my opinion on the Jags. So many times I cited the game between the Saints and the Buccaneers, where the Bucs beat them week one, 48 to 40. The Saints went on to be one of the best teams in the NFC, probably the best team in the NFC if it weren't for a terrible call in the playoffs. And the Buccaneers were the laughing stock of the league. Like I said, let's not freak out week one. There's a lot of positives, and you can go back and listen to the, what the positives were and what I thought they were. But our daily mailbag question of the day, and it really, I think, is a great question. It's if Gardner Minshew turns into a legitimate NFL starter, would that redeem Dave Caldwell's past draft picks? Food for thought, because I could I could argue either side of this coin. And I think that's what makes it so difficult. We asked it on Twitter three hours ago. We have had a hundred votes in three hours and 45% said, 
Yes, Gardner Minshew would redeem Caldwell's past, and 55% said no, it wouldn't redeem Caldwell's past. Like that's pretty close. Like 45 and 55 is pretty close. And I mean, it would be splitting hairs. Like if we multiplied that times a thousand, then, uh, you know, we, we could say it's a coin flip. I like what Minshew did, but he doesn't get away from Dave Caldwell's history. Like I don't need to remind everybody. Like I know I don't need to remind you guys of Caldwell's picks. But I will because this is a, <laughs> some people may want to hear it. He's he's drafted every player since 2013. 2013, Luke Jokel, who is now a free agent. To be fair, that whole draft was bad. The whole draft was bad. Could you give him a pass? You could. You could give him a pass for that draft. But there were some good people in that draft. Eric Fisher was the first pick taken. I think it was Dion Jordan went to the Dolphins, the pick after us. Lane Johnson ended up being really good in that draft. He was picked fourth by the Eagles. But was anybody in Jacksonville, like, wanting Lane Johnson? No, nobody was. The fifth pick, Ezekiel Ansa. Yeah, I mean, he was a pro bowler. People were talking about wanting him. He does kind of have the similar size as Josh Allen. But he came from a small school. He came from Brigham Young. like, And he's had a good career. I mean, 2015, he had 14 and a half sacks. 2017, he had 12 sacks. But last year, he had four. 2016, he had two. 13 games. He only played in seven games last year. 13 in 2016. Yeah, that would have been a guy that probably would have done better for us than <laughs> Luke Jokel. But hard to pick. A lot of duds in that draft. So... It's kind of hard to blame him for that, but we definitely can because I know there's a lot of people here in Jacksonville that wanted Ezekiel Anza and thought that he would be the pick that probably should have gone to the Jaguars. Now, we move on to 2014, and, and I'm not going to give you a whole like history of the Jags. Like This is not why I'm here. You know, I'll just touch on some of the guys that were there. 2014, we drafted Blake Bortles. Okay, the two picks before him were Clowney, Jadavion Clowney, and Greg Robinson to the Rams. And then after him immediately, Sammy Watkins, that hurts recently. Khalil Mack, a lot of people in Jacksonville wanted. Jake Matthews was a dud, had one good year. I mean, he's okay. He's not that good. Mike Evans, obviously a beast. Justin Gilbert, Anthony Barr, Eric Ebron, Taylor Luan, Odell Beckham, Aaron Donald, Kyle Fuller, Ryan Shazier, Zach Martin, CJ Mosley. Like, the list goes on and on. That was a... That was a good draft, and you have to just—you can't help but think what that what the whole Jaguars franchise looks like. With whereas instead of Blake Bortles, you drafted any other guy that went in the first round. Like even if you drafted Johnny Manziel, I don't think the team would be good, but it wouldn't be in a worse spot than it is now. You cut him earlier, and you figure out where to go from there. Am I, am, okay, maybe if you took Dominique Easley. If you took Dominique Easley in the first round, who didn't go till the 29th, but I'm looking through this list of first-rounders, and that's the first guy that I would say, like, that probably would have ruined the franchise as much as Bortles did, is Dominique Easley at 29 to the Patriots, who the Patriots took a flyer on because he was injured. In 2015, you drafted Dante Fowler, third overall. Traded up for him. Oof, another one where you definitely could have made a good decision there. I mean, you could have gotten so many people in that draft. And I understand people are out there saying, like, you can play the what-if game for any team. 
the reality of it is a lot of fans here in Jacksonville that didn't want Dante Fowler and wanted Amari Cooper or wanted Leonard Williams, who I wanted. A lot of people wanted Vic Beasley out of Clemson. I mean, the, the draft is full of talent, and it's hard to, for, you to, for me to say that anyone could whiff on these picks because I don't think I would have. I don't think I would have whiffed on I don't think I would have drafted any of these players. No one that we've named so far, Luke Jokel, Blake Bortles, or Dante Fowler traded up for, I don't think I would have drafted. And from 2013 to 2015 alone, I think, damn, like maybe he should have lost his job after 2015. Uh, I mean, maybe. And if he would have, this franchise might look different. I don't know. 2016, Jalen Ramsey. That's a solid pick. I think anyone would have made that pick. It was pretty unanimous around here, the fact when Jalen was there, that he was the guy that they were going to pick. So I don't get too upset about, uh, I, I, not even that I get too upset, but I don't even give him that much credit for drafting Jalen Ramsey because literally everybody knew that he was the best player. And the fact that the Cowboys passed on him, even though Ezekiel Ansa is really good, the fact that they passed on him is, you know, not that impressive. Okay, here's where we get here's where we get weird. Okay, 2017 when we drafted Leonard Fournette in the first round, fourth pick overall, that ended up not being a good pick. And I know I know a lot of people wanted Deshaun Watson. I was one of those people who wanted Deshaun Watson. But remember, you had freshly Blake Bortles, and he was still kind of young, and you were still going to give him a shot. Trubisky went second. Does that make help you feel better? I don't know. Solomon Thomas was gone. Leonard Fournette. I mean, I, I think everybody wanted Leonard Fournette because we needed a running back that could kind of come in and solidify the running back position. Because, look, this is 2017. We hadn't had a real running back, a prototypical running back since Maurice Jones-Drew. So I think the franchise was starving for a legitimate running back, and I think that's why Fournette came in. And it was kind of a, no, a no-brainer. I mean, is Corey Davis that much better who went the pick after to the Titans? Yeah, I know a lot of people wanted Jamal Adams, but the safety position has become so devalued. What makes you kind of kick yourself is the fact that Christian McCaffrey went eighth. And people love Christian McCaffrey. I mean, not even the people who love him. He's a great player. He's a good player. I mean, John Ross went to the Bengals. Nobody wanted Mahomes. Don't sit here and tell me we could have drafted Mahomes. A lot of teams could have drafted Mahomes, but no one would have drafted him. And I don't think if Andy Reid takes him at 10, I don't think he goes in the first round. Nobody was looking at Mahomes like that. Nobody. And they traded up to the Bills to get that pick. So, I mean, after Deshaun Watson went number 12, who I think everyone thought was going to be the second quarterback in that draft, another quarterback did not go for the whole first round. The next quarterback taken was Deshaun Kaiser by the Browns at 52. I mean that was that that quarterback draft was I don't know. I don't think I don't think he would have got Davis Webb in the third round. Give me a break. Davis Webb wouldn't even been drafted if he was in this last year's draft. Now, 2018, here's the problem. Taven Bryan. I'm gonna put myself out on a limb here. I know people don't like Taven Bryan. And I still think if we let him develop with time, like he could be a guy that could contribute to the team. And I'm not just making that up because I'm an optimist. I'm not just saying that because I want him to be good. I, I root for Florida. I've been called a Gator fan on Twitter. Like, okay. Like I, I root for Florida, but I also root for like Florida state. And I also root for 
Miami and I root for FIU and I root for FAU and UCF even because I root for the kids from the state of Florida. Like I like kids from the state of Florida. But I think we should be patient on Taven Bryant. Look at, okay, let's just take the 29th pick overall. Okay. And like when I first thought like, okay, the 29th pick overall, it's probably just a player who doesn't contribute to his team. But then I looked at all the players that were drafted 29th in the Dave Caldwell era. And just last year, David and Joku. Who's further along in their progression? David and Joku or Taven Bryan? I think it would be David and Joku, but it's not a lot. Like, and Joku is good, and, and he's he's already putting up numbers this year this year, and but he's more he's more potential than he is actual skill at this point. Is that not what Taven Bryan is? Robert Kimdichi was drafted. Two years ago at number 29. He was the number one player in the country. He went to Ole Miss. There was a bunch of like recruiting scandals about like bagmans and things like that. Dude was a beast. Dude was a beast. He went 29th overall from Ole Miss. Hasn't yet contributed in the NFL like people think he is. But what is he still? He's still potential. And people think he's going to be good. Three years ago, the 29th overall pick, Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett, he took him a couple years to come along, and he ha- people marked it up to having quarterback turmoil with Andrew Luck being injured all the time and Jacoby Brissett coming in and whoever else was up there with no offensive line. It took him some time, and he came around. Four years ago, 2014, when Blake Bortles was drafted, Dominique Easley, we already talked about him today, bust, bust. Do people sit back and they say, man, Bill Belichick really, really screwed up by drafting Dominique Easley. No, no one says that. He's the 29th pick. He's not even a second afterthought. In the year that we drafted Luke Jokel, just for fun, the 29th pick was Cordero Patterson. Another guy it took a couple years for him to come around. You're not drafted at 29 if you're expected to produce in your first year. And the dude hasn't produced in his first year in one game and we're calling him a bust? We're calling it a miss? I feel like we're a little too reactionary sometimes, man. Like, we need to just kind of pump the brakes a little bit. Imagine if we would have given Brandon Marshall a little more time in the Jaguars' offense. Imagine if we would have a little faith in Allen Robinson to re-sign him. Right? It doesn't happen right away. It just doesn't. So going back to the question, would Gardner Minshew come in and would he redeem Dave Caldwell in his history of draft picks. I went off on a little tangent there on the Jaguars history because I have a problem and that's just what I do. But when we come back from these break, we're going to read what you guys think in your comments. And I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm going to tell you that if Gardner Minshew came in and became a perennial starter in the NFL, if that would redeem Dave Caldwell's picks and the decisions that he's made. And we will give you that and more after this break we'll be right back all right welcome back to another jags podcast this is our daily mailbag for tuesday do we appreciate you guys listening so 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 much make sure to follow us on twitter at another jags pod and on and on youtube search another jags podcast so you can get up-to-date notifications when we're doing our live shows we do live shows on youtube and they're great we do fan interaction you guys ask the questions we have all kind of guests on we do all kind of things like that and we're having a lot of fun doing it so we we appreciate you guys uh for listening so we asked the question before the break 
If Gardner Minshew turns in to a perennial starter, if he turns into the Jaguars' number one quarterback, would that make up for Dave Caldwell's transgressions drafting in the first round? 45% of you said yes. 55% of you said no. If you looked at Twitter, you guys weighed in. Noah Bennett at the Noah Bennett says, I don't think so. I think the Taven pick kind of did him in. Sure, he's found consistent value in the mid to late rounds, but if you can't nail your first round picks, dot, 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 that's a good point. The Taven pick may do him in. Granted, it was the 29th pick. But honestly, which looks worse, the Taven pick or the Fournette pick? Because you could have gotten a lot of good players with Fournette. Or what looks worse, the Taven pick or the Bortles pick? Because both those guys were drafted in the top five. I think maybe Taven, he's the 29th pick. We drafted him on potential. Like, why are we scapegoating Taven Bryan here? If he got cut and is the next Dominique easily, okay. No harm, no foul, honestly. Let's get, let's, let's get him where he really messed up with those early first-round picks where the only one he's ever hit is Jalen Ramsey where me, you, and your mom who doesn't watch the Jaguars would pick Jalen Ramsey. So let's not be so quick. I mean, look, it doesn't. It doesn't make it up. Like People, like well, you hear this a lot, right? You hear this a lot in circles of people who, who want to give the coaches and the GMs the benefit of the doubt. You hear this a lot. You hear... Well, they're professionals for a reason, or this is their job for a reason, or they do more scouting than we do, which is is all true. All those things are true. But in 2013, if you asked me who I was going to draft, I would have probably taken Deion Jordan or Ezekiel Ansa. right? If you had asked me in 2014 who I was going to draft, I would have said Khalil Mack or Sammy Watkins, hands down. If you'd asked me in 2015 who I would have drafted, I think the Jags had a different pick. I think I think they traded up. I can't remember. I, I want to say they traded up for him, but I'll, we were looking at guys, I think we were around pick 10 or something like that. Like We were looking at guys like Melvin Gordon, Marcus Peters, Cam Irving, Shane Ray, Byron Jones. Like These were guys that people were talking about. In 2016, obviously, everybody wanted... Jalen Ramsey like that was like what we said earlier that was hands down easy cheesy pick to now here's where you get me in 2017 I would have probably taken Leonard Fournette I really liked Jamal Adams but on a scale of Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey everybody thought Leonard Fournette would be the better back it doesn't look like it now but everyone thought it I mean he was the number one player coming out of high school he played amazing at LSU had those great runs ended up working pretty well 2018, Taven Bryan pick. That's where like, ooh, like that's where it's like okay, they're starting to stack up against you. Because a lot of people here, and we had a podcast the night of the draft. Like it's on record it, of us saying, take Sony Michelle, take Lamar Jackson, take Dallas Goddard. You know, there was a, so many guys. Mike Gesicki, even people wanted Cortland Sutton. All these guys and. Taven Bryan, he, uh, it's not so much that Taven Bryan was a bad player, it was that we didn't need a D lineman. We just cut Dayton Jones, who could have made the team and given you similar production, if not better, than Taven Bryan. And we could have had a, a tight end or a quarterback. We could have had someone. So, uh, Lamar Jackson, right? So, 2018, not good for him with Taven Bryan. But are you going to give him credit for 2019? 
Are you going to give him credit for Josh Allen, which is looking like to be the best pick in the draft yet to this point? I know it's early, but maybe, maybe. But overall, to answer the question, it, it doesn't. Gardner Minshew being like he would have to literally be a Hall of Famer, right? If he's a Hall of Famer, it's okay. And we're like, all right, fine. You drafted a Hall of Famer in the sixth round. The fact that Belichick took a chance on Brady vaulted him into the best coach of all time. Anytime you get a guy that's undrafted, and I know Dave Caldwell gets undrafted players, but undrafted players pop up all over the place. Cameron Wake, uh, Michael Bennett, Chris Harris for the Broncos, three-time Pro Bowler undrafted free agent. Wes Welker, Tony Romo, like it ha- Arian Foster, I think. I think he had four Pro Bowls. Arian Foster, undrafted player. Like you see, undrafted players happen all the time. So you know these undrafted guys, not you know you find what's the saying? Even a blind squirrel finds an acorn every once in a while. I feel like that's how it goes with the undrafted players. But man, Caldwell, like I was hoping that when Tom Coughlin came in, that he would become the decision maker and he would take over picks. And I feel like people are scapegoating Dave Caldwell when really Tom Coughlin's probably making the picks, but it just really makes you scratch your head at that Taven Bryant pick. And man, Doug Marone, keeping him as the coach, I mean, he has done nothing but lead the league in penalties since he's been here and has no control over his, over his composure of his players. And, you know, we're a blue collar town in Jacksonville. We don't want to see things like that happen. Well, I think it's going to wrap it up for this daily mailbag. I appreciate you guys listening. This has been so much fun. I'm super excited about the game Sunday. We'll talk a little bit more tomorrow on the daily mailbag on some other things, maybe more specific to the defense. I'll throw a poll out there and some questions. I want to get y'all's thoughts because uh, really it's about what you guys think here. So thank you guys for listening. Make sure to follow. If you haven't followed us yet on Twitter, go follow us. If you don't have a Twitter, download Twitter and go follow us. YouTube, subscribe to us. Helps us out to have you on the subscribers. Uh, when we put those videos out, you'll get the notification. Again, dude, thank you. All the questions on Twitter. Um, we'll probably talk a little bit about Josh Dobbs tomorrow and what he brings to the table, uh, if anything. But uh, we'll be there. So thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Jags.